When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in Winning Cures Everything. It's the Friday, January 28th edition of the show. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And of course, lots of NFL news to discuss heading into AFC and NFC Championship Week. If you are looking for picks, we have already done that. That was on the Wednesday show. You can go back and find those there. Uh, we do have individual clips, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, there's news going on in college football, much more in the NFL, and we're going to talk a little bit of college basketball towards the end of the show. But, Chris, I do want to start off today with Ben Roethlisberger has retired as the uh, quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, this is... You know, it's something that was fully expected for a very long time. We have said our piece about Big Ben, etc. Um, you know, it has kind of stayed out of the news, out of trouble, etc. For the last, eh, you know, a couple of years, three years, whatever it is. Oh, uh, it's been about seven, eight years, maybe since his last his last in real issue, an, yeah. an, an investigation. It's so, been a while. Uh, it, it, might be, part, it might be ten years. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. For the most part, uh, he has stayed out of the news for the bad stuff. Uh, the only real thing that anybody's talked about is how old he looks on the field for multiple years now, uh, has dealt with a slew of injuries, and yet uh, retires as a six-time Pro Bowler and a two-time Super Bowl champion. And I don't know that either of the Super Bowls were because of him. I think more so it had to do with that defense. But uh, alas, here we go. It is what it is. Uh, I guess the... The first question would be, who do the Steelers turn to next? I, I would. There's a couple of options, right? You can go and get a free agent veteran that you know that you can trust the offense with, or you can go into the draft. And I don't know that this year's draft is a uh, great one for quarterbacks, but if you got somebody you think you can get on the cheap, is that what the Steelers would like to do? Which direction do you think that this thing goes? I think they're going to draft somebody because that's what the Roonies have done my entire life. Um, you know, they've, they've basically had, you know, two coaches and, and, you know, just a handful of quarterbacks to really lead this team our entire lifetime. So <clears throat> that's, that's what I think they'll do. I don't think they're going to be the team to go get the uh, Watson or the Rogers could be wrong about that. Been wrong before. Uh, it just doesn't seem to be their mantra. Um, they also don't seem to be a team that feels like they need an elite quarterback to completely blow everything up. This team is incredibly, incredibly well coached and a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball. They still think you can win a championship that way. I do too, by the way. Um, I, I, I think Ben's pinned bad like <laughs> real bad the last two years and if they just had anybody that was half competent i'm, I'm talking a a top 15 out of the 32 top 60 like a top half quarterback um they they i think they're legit comp like competitors for the super bowl now there's lots of turnover and churn uh with the roster um from year to year and so will they be that this year i don't know 
Okay. I'm not, I'm not sold on their OC situation and, and whatever, that's fine. Uh, he, he, he might stay, he might go. We'll see. Uh, the man at the top, Mike Tomlin, you just have to trust. You have to trust whatever decision he makes. Uh, if they do go get a Watson or a Rogers or a whoever is the free agent, you know, you know, love, then I think they're all going to be a whole lot better than Ben was. Uh, yeah, most certainly. There's been a, a multiple different places talking about the idea of Russell Wilson going to the Steelers, of yeah. Kirk Cousins going to the Steelers. Any of those would be better than what they had with Ben Roethlisberger, yep. right? Not, ben had some games that that were great. Like that, he had he had big numbers in some games this year. But it, yeah, it but was none of those were him. big numbers because he was great. Right? Like these were like his depth of target in all those games are are, are like nine yards a, a throw. Okay, At best. Or, or less than that. Yeah, I, I was about to say it might be like five yards a throw or six yards a throw, and and it's dumping the ball off to Johnson or, or or Harris or whatever, and those guys taking it for 35, 40 yards, sometimes 70 yards because they're elite athletes, because they have unbelievable amounts of talent at the skill position and on defense. But but Ben wasn't actually good. How many games did he throw? Because I don't follow the, the advanced metrics, all this stuff. But if you look at, like, interceptable balls oh, it that was should have been caught by the defense – but the defense just didn't his interceptions could be tripled okay and i know that that happens and that's that's true for everybody that everybody has dropped balls by the defense and that's why those guys play defense i understand all that nobody threw more than ben the last couple of years nobody every game i just believed he's gonna give the other team a chance to catch the ball and to take it to the house um and and sometimes those guys just didn't make the play no, I think you're I think you're right about that. The guy that I would like to see, since I am the resident Steelers fan here, I want to see what they can do with Malik Willis. I want to see if they could actually get him, and I don't know if you would have to use a first round pick on him. Uh oh, I think you're going to. I think so too. I think so yeah, too. Yeah, no, you're gonna you're gonna have to use a first round pick. He's a massive, massive talent, a lot of upside, uh, but he's one of well, those that, players that very much Lamar Jackson esque, right? That means they're moving up though. Oh yeah, they'd have to. They'd certainly have to. Uh, the fact and that this team made the playoffs. They, have they ever done that? They have. Um, oh, maybe I think they moved up to get Ben, right? Yeah. So okay, it, it's, so well, it's, it's not a long time ago. So yeah. it, it when when you are in a dire situation, because you are not going to go in to next season with Mason Rudolph as your starter. Like you, I, can't. I, you just you just can't. No, not if you want to be competitive. Uh, and I believe that Mike Tomlin understands. Like he, not, not that he understands. I think the whole organization wants to be competitive on a year-in, year-out basis. Yes. And where we didn't think that they would be very competitive this year, they made the playoffs again. Like, yep. I just it, I don't understand how they continue to do it, uh, but you get a guy behind center that is competent and, and maybe a superstar, and there's no telling what this franchise can end up doing over the next eh, three, four, five, however many years, uh, especially Completely if you agree. get one on a rookie deal. Com- completely agree with that. So let's uh, let's jump off of that. Let's do a little college talk for just a minute. Let's talk about the Big Ten. And Gary Barta, the athletic director at the University of Iowa, let it be known to a reporter from The Athletic, and the name escapes me at the moment, but he told him basically that the Big Ten is looking into eliminating divisions and moving from nine conference games down to eight so that they can create more interesting non-conference matchups. And a lot of people believe that this has to do with the alliance that was made between the ACC, the Pac-12, and the Big Ten. Now, this would all go into effect after the 2022 season. That's when the media rights deals end. I think that this is exactly what the SEC is going to do as well, regardless of the um, dropping from non-conference games to eight. The SEC is already at eight, and they have shown you can be successful doing that. With eliminating divisions in the Big Ten, I think that's a big, big thing. If you look at the recruiting rankings, on early signing day, for the majority of the day, until the very end, Iowa ended up jumping up and and becoming one of the top seven recruiting classes in the Big Ten this year. But it is the Big Ten East by a wide margin over the Big Ten West. The Big Ten West has not won a conference title since 2020. 
2012, 2013, somewhere around there. It, I mean, it, it's been a while. Yes, a long, long time. And obviously that has a lot to do with the fact that Ohio State is on that side. But also Michigan State, Michigan, Penn State. I mean, you have the powerhouses, Sands, Wisconsin, sitting on the opposite side. If you get rid of divisions and you just do this thing round-robin pod style-ish, now obviously you can't do round-robin with 14 teams, but I think it's a, a genius idea. You can create better schedules going forward and and not that anybody really wants to see Ohio State play against Duke or Michigan play against uh, Boston College, but you will have some more interesting non-conference matchups, and I think it's easier to get through the conference slate for some of these teams that may not be awesome, they may not be great, but you could have that one really, really good year where you don't have to play somebody else that's a powerhouse in the Big Ten. Uh, Do you agree with this being a good move? Yeah, I think it's a good move. I think it's really funny that the Big Ten is one of the most critical of the SEC over the last several years of we play nine conference games and you <laughs> only play eight. And now they're like, we would like to go down to eight. And and it has nothing to do with other than we want more home games. Um, I believe that. You can say it's for the alliance, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna bet that that extra game falls more in playing, you know, at home than not. Especially for their big teams that have big time home field advantages. This is a situation where they will send the the Rutgers and the Maryland's and the Northwesterns to the Pac twelve for them to get an extra home game. And then they will take an extra home game for the Ohio States and the Michigans and the Michigan States. I believe that that's probably going to happen because I don't trust any of the people that run any of these conferences. They're all corrupt (laughs) and they all feed the brands that need to be fed. And who do they feed them? They feed them the brands, regardless of how good those brands are at the actual game they're playing. They don't matter to the conference. And so they feed them to those that do. That totally, totally makes sense. Uh, how do you feel about this maybe affecting their uh, TV rights deal that's coming up? Do you think it affects it at all? Because I, I don't know uh, that it does. Well, no, it, it absolutely will if they can if they can somehow put into writing that we're not um, replacing these games with uh, also rands or uh, you know pay for wins, and they definitely do replace them with Power Five teams. Then then I a hundred percent think that that's going to get them more money. Yeah, I 100% it's, think it's going to get more. It, it makes sense. That way, you've still got the same number of home games against Power 5 teams that would be good for inventory. Right? But you got to think as a television network, not just they're replacing them with Power 5 teams, they're replacing them with what they're assuming are going to be much better football games. Agreed. Agreed. Now, I don't know that they will be significantly better than what the Big Ten would have offered with that ninth conference game, but... Oh, I do overall. I absolutely do overall. Because I still think you're going to get your Ohio States, Michigans, and Penn States, and your and, and your your big brands to play one another because they're they're rivals. You're you're just going to not get Ohio State Rucker every year. Oh and, no, I and right, agree. And right now you are, and therefore if I can rotate them off and rotate in an Ohio State USC, that that's going to get a monster number, and yeah. you as the TV network know that that's going to happen. And let's forget USC. Let's take a smaller brand, but but still comparable. UCLA, like in football, oh, UCLA is not close to the brand USC is, especially television wise. That's still going to do a monster number compared to a Ohio State, uh, Maryland. It's just that's true. That is incredibly true. Uh, you put Ohio State or Michigan or Penn State or whatever against a, like we said, the the smaller ones. Put them against NC State in the ACC. Some something along those lines, yeah, and it's going to do numbers. People would sure. like to see the matchup that you don't normally get. Uh, Ohio it, State, Oregon this year was a massive, massive draw, right? And you can say this is about the alliance, but ooh, please do not forget the fact that I guarantee you, more Big Ten teams are going to want to play SEC teams. Oh yeah, that's still going because happen. because those are big, big numbers. Oh yeah, big numbers. And outside of our top heavy ultra you know top tier teams those big 10 teams can hang with everybody else in the conference oh yeah so you know a a wisconsin auburn game would be awesome you know like it's not like tennessee and purdue wasn't one of the best bowl games that we got all year this is true so this is 
So, so, so don't, don't think that they're just going to, we're just going to all leave the SEC out. No, no, no. You want those eyeballs too. You also want to recruit down here in the South. Like you want your teams doing home and homes. You want to come into the state of Tennessee and into the state of Mississippi and into the state of Louisiana and Georgia and Alabama and try to get kids to, to, to fall in love with big 10 football. Now that totally, totally makes sense. Let me, uh, let me go ahead and do the rundown right quick. The, podcast of course up everywhere that you can get podcasts so go ahead and make sure that you subscribe there make sure and leave five star reviews all that good stuff the website very easy to find winningcureseverything.com you can find everywhere that you need to subscribe over there the youtube page finally hit over 5500 uh the little clip that we did about lsu football uh did like 3000 hits in the last like, couple I, thought, days. I thought i thought it was 2500 when i looked at it today so it, it maybe it is maybe it is I'll have to I'll have to relook but it's it's pretty significant and that's cool we're gonna try and talk more about some of these uh, specific teams as we go through the postseason we'll say um, but yeah go over to winningcureseverything.com make sure and subscribe over on YouTube the numbers are uh, growing and that is certainly a good sign same for the podcast as well a Spotify Apple podcast etc you can leave a review at pretty much all those places now so everybody has a star system leave the five stars that would help us uh, along with that uh, you can follow us on Twitter make sure and do that you can see it there on the screen we've also got links in the description for that the show is brought to you by BetUS it is America's premier online sports book they are uh, where the game begins that's the tagline. Very easy to do. Go to BetUS.com in your browser, or you can just click the link that's in the description. Along with that, I host the BetUS College Football Show. Uh, might be adding some roles to that as well over on BetUS TV, but, uh, but go and check that out. I've got the link in the description there. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Um, let's move on. Let's talk about your boy, Tom Brady. And all the talk right now is about whether or not Tommy Boy is going to retire. Would it not be perfectly fitting for him to go out this way, where it's not a huge spectacle, it's not whatever, it's not something that anybody saw coming. We didn't work up to this. It was just, you know what? It's been a lot of fun. Time for me to ride off into the sunset and kind of catch everybody by surprise by signing the extension last year, etc., and then saying this year, you know what? I don't know that I really want to do this anymore. Time for me to go. I, I feel like that's perfect Tom Brady. But also, I, I feel like he's kind of done this before a little bit. Like, not, not trying to say he's a diva or anything along those lines. What I'm saying is everybody kind of starts to talk about this and that. And is he going to retire? Is he going to leave? Wait, like, when's he going to stop, et cetera? And we just never really know with Tom. So give me your thoughts on, on Tom Brady and all the retirement talk right now. I don't, I don't think we know now. I think it's just as just as likely that he come back and play than if you retire. I think there's a slim chance that he comes back to Tampa Bay. I, really? I think there's a better chance that he that he changes teams again. Okay, this is that's new. I had not even given that a thought. Yeah. Uh, would this be because of Byron Leftwich possibly getting the Jaguars job, or is this? Well, like it's not just that. I think there's a chance they're going to lose Godwin. I, there's a hundred percent chance that Gronk is gone. Gronk's not playing anymore. Um, he but if Gronk Gronk can't play, Gronk cannot get open. Okay, you saw in the in the playoff yeah. game, he caught the ball and he looks like he's running through quicksand. Like it's everything it takes for him to move still. I mean, he was dealing um, with so many injuries this year. It was just so 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 I I don't I don't think I don't know if it has anything to do with Byron. Like he's not afraid of changing, you know, coordinators. Uh that's nothing, you know, new to him. He went through, you know, 15 while yeah, he was in New England for 20 Bruce's, years. Like it's his and Bruce's offense. Like I, That's right. You know. Um and he might come back to Tampa Bay. He absolutely might. It would not surprise me if he finishes his career in San Francisco. Where, where he grew up, idolizing Joe Montana, that wouldn't shock me at all. 
Jimmy G's a free agent after this year. I don't think Lance is ready. And uh, that wouldn't wouldn't surprise me one bit. Now, did you just like is this just an idea that you have had, or is this kind of uh, I've reported? heard people talk about that and throw that out before, but 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 I mean it's it's just it's it's probable. Okay. I, I think it's more likely that he ends up at a place like that than with Tampa Bay. And I think that those two combined is an equal 50-50 coin flip of him doing that or retiring. That is very that's interesting. Just, that's just what I think. That is very interesting. I had not even given that uh, a sliver of a thought. I mean, I just, that's, I, but now that you have brought it up, I mean, it would make sense because, you know, he knows he's not going to be around forever. Trey Lance obviously needs some time to develop. Trey, Trey Lance is not ready next year. He's just he's no. just not. But you can't re-sign Jimmy either because Jimmy's not going to sign for a one-year deal. Somebody's going to offer him a three- or four-year contract. Oh, most certainly. most Especially, I mean, if they get through the Rams this weekend, yeah. I mean, yeah. he's now been to two Super Bowls if he does that. Uh, that's insane. That's certainly insane. That's an interesting proposition, Tom Brady going back to San Francisco. That could be... Huh. I had not thought of that. I don't see him going anywhere up north to play. I've, I've yeah. seen some people throw out the idea of him going and playing in Green Bay or, or some of these other places that need a quarterback. And the, team, the, is Steelers really, or... <laughs> and the team is really good. He's he's not doing that. He's, he's just not. He's either going to stay in the south and go play for a dome team or go back home. And I that think of all of those – playing in the Shanahan offense where it is so heavily invested in the run game, which Tom loves, and they play great defense, which Tom loves, and and he just gets to, A, have a weapon that he's never had before in his life in Debo Samuels. So um, I, I think that would intrigue him, and I think he'll have his choice. I don't think it's a thing where – Tampa Bay is going to hold him hostage. I don't know what the options look like. Uh, is he 100% on the contract for them? Um, does he have an option? Does Tampa – I don't know. I don't know what any of the language is. But it won't surprise me if he ends up at a place like that. That could be very interesting. George Kittle, uh, I mean – Well, that, Kittle's got to stay healthy. Yeah, he's got to stay that's healthy. That's the world with Gronk. He's not he's, – listen, he, he, that's not anything new to, to Tom – is having his tight end play only half the season. He just needs to make sure you're there for the back half. No oh, yes. one cares about the front half. Be healthy on the back half. Now, you've got that right. But that's that's not limited to just those guys that we mentioned. That's that's a lot of the tight ends nowadays. I mean, oh, they're no. so big and that's so athletic. Just, I mean, yeah, Kittle, uh, Kelsey missed a bunch of games this yep. year. Like, like if you're an elite-level tight end, we're we're just assuming you're, you're going to miss four games minimum. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind because of the, way of the toll it takes on your body to play that position every snap. Like if you're a fair to middling tight end, you might not miss a lot, but you're not out there every snap. Like that's that's True. the difference. No, you got that right. You know, Noah Fant deals with the same issues, can't stay on the field, but he's one of when the he, when most there, important weapons ooh. there. So yeah, when he's there, he's unbelievable. Um, let's move off of that quarterback. Let's talk about what is going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. Now, obviously. We talked about this last offseason quite a bit. Will he retire? Will he force a trade, et cetera? This year, it makes it a little bit easier, but also the relationships in Green Bay have been reportedly significantly improved, right? At least we are told that. Now, there's a lot of things that they got to figure out about the roster because they are way, way over the salary cap. I've gotten a ton of DMs asking me, about this on Twitter, uh, and I don't know if you've had the same thing, and I don't know what to think about this. Uh, a lot of people believe, and we're going to talk about the Broncos here in a minute, but a lot of people think he might be headed to the Broncos with uh, Nathaniel Hackett. Maybe. I mean, who knows? There's any number of teams where he could go, uh, but his cap hit, I believe, for next year is is still sizable. That's so, going to be huge. Yeah, um, give me your thoughts. Yeah. No, I, 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 well, but he was, Broncos were like the number one pick for him last year, right? Right. Like, and that's you've where already we talked all about thought he was, that roster. That's where we loaded. all thought he was going to go last year. Uh, and, and Green Bay just said, we're not trading him. Um, and then they reworked the deal for the purpose of giving them flexibility to trade him. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's still a major, major possibility. I can't imagine him coming back to Green Bay. The problem is, is if you're Green Bay, what do you do? 
So like more than Rogers, I almost don't care what Rogers does anymore. Right. Like, like yeah. this guy has been a diva his entire life. Uh, all that's off season. The entire media just blew this guy's hog every day talking about how great, how smart he is and how green Bay is, is, is the problem. And Aaron is, 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 is a godlike figure and nobody should ever question him. And then, Oh God, he doesn't align with our COVID thoughts. And now he's the worst person on earth and he's a piece of trash and we don't want anything to do with him. I, I find that entertaining and, and I find that a little funny. Uh, so, um, been on record don't like this guy for a long time great football player piece of trash person um i i think he's probably gone and i don't really care where he lands um i think wherever he lands they're gonna be real real good at football and if he goes to a place like like the uh the the broncos that's gonna make that division pretty damn interesting you know Uh, yes Uh, him and patrick Um, mahomes in the same division no, uh, Justin Herbert. Don't yeah, I mean listen? Yeah, Herbert too. All the best quarterbacks are now in the AFC, and then okay? we still got to see what uh, what the Raiders do. Yeah, all listen, all all the best quarterbacks are in the AFC right now. How okay? dare you belittle the name of Matthew Stafford? Listen, all we- <laughs> the best quarterbacks are in the AFC right now. Everybody in the world would take Patrick Mahomes over Stafford. Everybody in the world would take Josh Allen over Stafford. They would all take Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert over Stafford. They would all take them over him, okay? Yeah, yeah all you're the not best wrong. quarterbacks. The two, the two guys holding up the 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 NFC are both in their forties and mid to late thirties. Okay, true, true. All right, name a young guy that's that's in the NFC that's carrying the water. Dak, we talking Dak? Is that it? Is that your answer to the problem? <laughs> I mean, I guess we we're, we're gonna we're gonna hit on the Cowboys in a little bit, but. But anyway, I mean, I, I'm more interested in where where Green Bay goes because I don't believe Love is ready either, and uh, that's that's just going to be one of those situations where does the front office own up to okay made a mistake with Love, we got to go back to the well, are they in the running for a Wilson or do they try their hand with a guy like a, a Jimmy G like hey let's just have a couple of years with a stopgap guy that can that can just kind of keep us above water for a little bit. And then let's see what we can do elsewhere. I don't know. That's that's an interesting question. Uh, as far as the NFC quarterbacks, uh, so NFC East, you got Dak, and then who knows what Washington is going to look like. I would imagine that they draft somebody this year. I, I would imagine. Got, got to, right? Got to. Got to. Um, Jalen Hurts, Daniel Jones, uh, everybody knows how we feel about those. Uh, you got Brady with the Bucks right now. Uh I but mean, he can't count. Like him and Rogers yeah. just can't count. They're both at the very end of their career. Yes, Matt Ryan, Sam Darnold, Jameis Winston, or Taysom Hill. <laughs> Congratulations! Uh, <laughs> That's a hell. That is a hell of a run right there, boys. Uh, you got the Bears with Justin Fields, I guess, because I wouldn't imagine that Andy he Dalton goes. He in ain't ready one. either. He uh, ain't ready no. either. You saw that guy play. Oh yeah, I know. He's a I he's know. a long way from being ready, and they just hired a defensive coach to to lead him. Um, that which is that insane. OC that OC hire is going to be the most important hire in Bears franchise history for the next five to ten years. I can't believe they didn't go out. We'll talk about it in a minute, but uh, Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, um, and we'll see whether those guys are still there. Uh, you got Russell Wilson, you got Kyler Murray, you got Matt Stafford, and you got Jimmy G or Trey Lance. I'll take all NFC. those guys I named in the AFC over every one of those. Oh, I, I even left Lamar off. Holy yeah. shit, how'd I do that? Uh, yeah, I mean, you got Burrow, you got uh, Lamar, and then whatever the Steelers end up doing, uh, we'll see about Baker next year. Herbert, um, uh, you got Herbert? Oh, no, Baker's Baker's whew. Baker's lumped in with the rest of those goons in, the, in the, the NFC. <laughs> well, they're not bums, but but they can have a great game. They can have a bad game, but they're they're at the end of the year, they're just average. All those True. guys are just average. Uh, AFC South, I, I didn't even think about this. Ryan oh, Tannehill, Carson bad, Wentz. Just, Trash. Trevor Lawrence, uh, and then Deshaun Watson or Tyrod Taylor, if if we ever see Deshaun again. Well, Watson Watson gets to be a major factor if he ever touches the field yeah. again. And then you got, he's elite. You got a uh, Josh Allen, uh, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, and Tua. So yeah, yeah. I, right now, yeah. Josh Allen is 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 cream of the crop, and those other guys are possible potential, but I think all going to be just kind of okay. True. True. Um, do you think 
Is there any chance you you think Aaron Rodgers could if if Tom Brady does not go to San Francisco? Does he? Find uh, he could do that. Him? No, he could try that. The problem with Rodgers is well, no, there's no problem there. I I, I mean, they were one of the two last year. That were in, it was the Broncos and, and the 49ers that were in consideration for Rodgers. Okay. So that wouldn't surprise me. That wouldn't shock me. No, I could see that. But those are the two landing spots that I think he's going to end up being, by the way. That's yeah. if I had to put money on it or wager on it, I think it's one of those two places. That would make sense. That would make sense. Uh, let's talk about some of these hires right quick. Okay. The Broncos brought in Packers offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett. Now, Hackett, like, you hate, not that I think that this was Matt LaFleur's offense by any stretch of the imagination, but, I mean, LaFleur is an offensive guy, and now you're going to bring in the offensive coordinator that coached under LaFleur. Um, I, you know, is this a move specifically to try and entice uh, Aaron Rodgers? Because we, we have seen coaching changes made very quickly uh, after a season, if things don't go right, if they don't get the right guys in place, et cetera, uh, NFL teams are not scared to fire a coach after one year. No. You think that it's possible this was just done so that Aaron Rodgers knows somebody there if he were to come over to the Broncos? Uh, maybe, maybe. And, and, and don't think that there's not, you know, inside talk going on. There's not tampering going on with all these guys, okay? Like if some, there's a world where somebody there knows, hey, Rodgers wants this guy. We want he wants to be in Denver. He wants to play with this coach. You know, he's got a good relationship with this person. You know, you make this happen and this is just how all the all the the pieces start to fall. Um so that wouldn't surprise me. Uh you know, I think there's a chance that after Rodgers if Rodgers doesn't go there no matter how they do, Hackett might be a one-year coach anyway because we're going to have new ownership and new ownership might want some kind of say in what's going to happen to the team that they own. Um, So that gives you a little bit of an out and, uh, and, and a little bit of a, a little bit of, you know, kind of escape to, uh, to get out of these things. Um, So we did have, let's see, Nathaniel Hackett was the offensive coordinator for the Jaguars when they actually made the, AFC title the game. AFC title game, yeah, with, with Blake Bortles. Yep, show enough. So Blake Bortles and uh Chad Henney was the other quarterback that was uh that was on the roster. Interesting. Um yeah, I, I mean maybe I could see that. He's been the uh the offense coordinator in Green Bay since twenty nineteen. So, you know, I mean he's I'm sure he's got a good rapport with Aaron Rodgers. But outside of that, I mean you certainly needed some some offensive philosophy in Denver regardless. So I'm not going to crap on this guy's credentials, but many a coach got a lot of lot of jobs coming out of New England because of Tom Brady. Okay? And and as soon as they didn't have Tom Brady as a quarterback, they looked like shit. They couldn't coach yeah. their way out of a bag. Happened all the time. I'm I'm very leery of hiring somebody whose only success came under an elite elite quarterback because that Blake Bortles team was a defensive team. That was Ben Roethlisberger's rookie year, second year when he won the Super Bowl. Like that is a team where just don't go up here and cock it up. Okay. We're going to take the ball away. We're going to get you extra possessions. If we can get to the twenties, we're going to win all these games. He, he did. uh, Let's see. Coach Doug Marone, the Buffalo bills. Uh, Let's see. That's uh that's who he was with in Buffalo. So in Nathaniel Buffalo, Hackett yeah. was the uh was the OC when the Bills went nine and seven back now in that, they made a couple of playoff runs with Tyrod. Yeah. So it, he's he's so he had could some be success good. outside. Like I said, I for the last four or five years, we only know him as Aaron Rodgers OC. And and I say this all the time about LaFleur. Let's be real careful. We're gonna take his winning percentage and we're gonna say it's the greatest winning percentage any head coach has ever had in their career to start their career. That's right. But he also picked a job where he started off with an elite, elite quarterback in his prime. He didn't have to grow him. He didn't have to teach him anything. He didn't have to mature him. He had to take over a machine that already had one of the top two or three quarterbacks in the world 
his entire time there as a head coach. So let's all be real careful before we just call the floor the greatest head coach of all time. Let's be real careful how we judge Hackett. I, yeah, I think you certainly have a point there. You certainly have a point. Uh, they, you know, he he's been to conference championship games as a uh, as an offense coordinator. Has not been a head coach before. So yeah. we'll we had two guys that just got hired today as head coaches that have never been head coaches before. Let's uh, let's talk about the second one. The Bears bring in Colts defensive coordinator Matt Eberflus which is such a fun name to say. Uh, this was interesting, right? It, bringing in a defensive coordinator, you... I mean, I, obviously, we've talked about this in the past. When you didn't have something go correctly, when you went one direction, they went offense with Matt Nagy, and the offense never took off. Never was successful on offense. Uh, defense has has made that team competitive, now you've got uh, a super a potential superstar quarterback that needs to be developed, and you're going to hire a defensive coordinator to be your head coach. I find it a little bit odd with the direction that the NFL is going, and that's not to say that defensive coaches cannot be successful. Obviously, they can. We've seen it. But uh, this strike you as a little strange. Um, No, mainly because... Chicago is a defensive-minded team. Uh, the you know they they no city believes that or embraces that more than Chicago. Okay, they they have what is wildly known as the greatest team ever assembled in the '85 Bears. That was strictly just a defensive monster True. that nobody will ever be able to replicate again. Uh, mainly because the, a lot of rules have changed and you're not allowed <laughs> to play the way they played. Which is but that's their identity. Right. Okay? And they went with the offensive-minded guy last time, and it didn't work. And so we see this all the time. You go with the OC, now we're going to go with the DC. Yeah. And and this, so this doesn't surprise me, especially for this city. Uh, we got to be real careful before we call Justin Fields a, a, a superstar. Well, that's okay? what I'm I know saying. You said, I know you said potential superstar. superstar, but he's the same potential superstar that you know Matt Jones is, or or, or Wilson is in, in in New York, or or you know Tua is. Like these these guys haven't shown anything to where we think they're going to be superstars. Like his level of superstar is no different than Trey Lance's. Like they were drafted high, and we think they're going to be really good one day, but man, there's a chance they're never really good. <laughs> I mean, you're you're not wrong there. Uh, I I wonder. I I just I I I wonder about the. He's been the DC for the Colts for uh, the last four seasons, 2018 through now. Uh, before that, he he had only been a coordinator at Missouri back in 2001 through 2008. He uh, he, he was the Cowboys linebackers coach from 2011 through 2017, and now he's been the DC for Frank Reich for quite a while uh, Colts have had good defenses yeah. uh, it's it's not that he's not qualified to be a coach I just find it uh, I found it strange I found it as a, a strange hire because I I don't even know what the connection is right and well, maybe there doesn't have just, to be a connection he's hiring a guy to do a job yeah he might just be the best guy for the job um, we'll here's see. the deal I don't have a problem with going and getting somebody new and fresh Okay. Right. Like seeing the same old guys get their hand in a job, you know, at some point in time, you know, you, I mean, what did we do when, when Mike McCarthy got hired? Everybody kind of turned their nose up at it and laughed. Like, come on, really? Like, we're going to look at the talent this team has and we're going to give it in the hands of McCarthy and we're going to think this is what we're going to do. Like, we all, we all know what you're getting there. True. Okay. So, I don't know anything about Hackett. I don't know anything about about Eberflus. I, I, you know, other than what I've seen, and I, I, I'll judge them based on that. But you know, it's it's better than just going and getting another retread that we've already seen True. be a failure somewhere else. True. Uh, the Colt situation there. Why Eberflus is there? He was not brought in with Frank Reich. Um, he was hired to be the defensive coordinator under Josh McDaniels. Yeah. And when all that stuff went sideways. Uh, the general manager, Chris Ballard, it says, was very persuasive and very strong in his conviction to Reich that Matt was the right guy to be his defense coordinator. And and he was credited with, uh, it says, instilling an ultra-demanding culture of hustle, discipline, and teamwork that helped turn the Colts from a 4-12 and team in 2017 
to a 10-6 playoff team in Frank's first year. Very interesting. So, yeah. we'll see. Uh, obviously, the defenses have been good with the Colts. That's uh, that's not really been an issue. Uh, let's let's talk about another defense coordinator, and that would be Dan Quinn, who is the D.C. for the Dallas Cowboys, of course, formerly the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons and was the D.C. for Pete Carroll with the Seattle Seahawks for a long, long time. Uh, he completely turned around the Cowboys' defense this year. I mean, they now part of that might have been some of the people that they brought in uh, with Micah Parsons, et cetera. But when you also look at his, you know, his options, uh, he it looked like he at least had the opportunity to interview for multiple head coaching positions. Does this have more to do, and this is just me brainstorming, if McCarthy does not get this thing turned around next year, to not turned around, they've obviously already turned it around, is there a chance he ends up as the next head coach of the Dallas Cowboys if they don't get a playoff win next year? Uh, man, there's a chance. That that there's, was my thought process. Would you rather be the coach a, of the Cowboys or of the Jags, the Giants, et cetera, right? Yeah, I mean, there's a chance. I could see that. I could I could see that being something worth holding on to. Um, That's the only reason why I would think, because obviously once you've been a head coach, you want to get back to that level, even if it's yeah, after one year. But the difference is your second time around, the first time around you're just taking any job you can get. Poor, poor Byron. Poor Byron. <laughs> but well, that one ain't done but, yet, but we'll talk about it. <laughs> but your second time around, you you you're more patient and you kind of are more choosy and this is listen ask anybody in the world who's ever married and divorced i knock on wood to this moment have not um but like anybody who's gone through that if they ever get remarried guy or girl man or woman doesn't matter like they their second time they choose that whatever spouse they're far more cautious Oh, yeah. Therefore, they're, they're going to date so much longer and they're going to they're going to check into a couple of them because they've been down that road. Hey, they're not super excited about being married instantly. While when you're younger, you it might be something you're excited about and you're looking forward to and you're ready to jump into. It's the same way with these coaches. OK, sure. when a, when one of the 32 teams calls you and says, we would like you to be our coach, it is just knee jerk reaction to say, yes, sir. I would take that job. I am so excited to be here. And because there's only 32 of these jobs, they're very precious. They're very valuable and they're really hard to come by. Okay. The, the problem with that is, is we all as fans, especially see the, the Pantheon and we know what jobs are good and what jobs are not true. Okay. And some of these jobs are just flat out bad jobs. All right. And they won't always be bad jobs, but, but right now they're bad jobs. Okay. And, and that's just, that's just the world you're in right now. And, and that's, it, you know, you say, well, all these jobs are hard. All these, okay, that's fine. But some are just set up to fail in the short term. And so if you go in, we'll take the Cardinals from a couple of years ago. All right. They hire a coach. He gets his chance. Uh, uh, Frazier, he, he gets his chance. And as an organization, they are admitting we would like to tank because yeah. we got this young stud named Kyler Murray that's going to be the number one draft pick next year, and we would like to have that pick. Okay, so they tank with Leslie Frazier. Well, with uh, this, it was it was Steve Wilkes. Oh, Steve but, Wilkes. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I got those two guys confused. Sorry, it was Steve Wilkes. They stank. They tank with Wilkes, and then as soon as the season's over with, everyone looks at his resume and was like, "Dude, you didn't win any games. Get the hell out!" Like, wait a minute. How the how the hell is this on me? As an organization, we wanted to tank. We did tank. I was successful in our mission. We're going to get the next yacht hot stud, and I don't get to be a part of the rebuild. I don't get to be a part of coaching the, the hot guy. No, no. You just got to sit in this chair and take the bullet. Somebody's got to take the bullet. I mean, okay? The more recent example really would be the Texans this year with David Culley. Oh, David Culley. Another yeah. example is sit in this chair, and when we get to the shores, you're the first guy to run on. Okay, and while they're shooting at you, we'll shoot at them. There you go. This is this is what happens to so many of these guys. All right, and 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 I think as you're Dan Quinn, you're not taking those jobs. You know, you're now smart enough to get to the back of the boat. 
Okay. True. You don't want to be the first guy off when, when we hit the shores, you want to sit in the back and you let a couple of other guys take those bad jobs. And then you can sit and wait. Now I'm happy with this job. Is this the job I want? No, but I'm just going to keep doing it the best I can until the job I want comes open. And he's already got a good resume. He made it to a Super Bowl. Obviously, yeah. it didn't go the way that he wanted it to. But when you look at his last season with the Falcons, uh, yeah, started off incredibly poorly. Yeah, but, bad. But won seven of his last eight games, got it turned around midseason. You know, he can always look at them and say, if they had given me that extra year, we had everything set up to be successful. No, 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 no. no. He did not win seven of his last eight games. He was fired midseason. But no. I don't think yes. that's right, is he? Yes, he was fired midseason. Uh, the D.C. for the Rams right now. Oh, shit, he used to be a head coach. His name's gone. He took over and turned the team around, and then they went on a run because people thought he had a shot at getting that job. And then he didn't get interviewed for any head coaching job, and so he took the L.A. D.C. job, uh, which is you're a fantastic right. job. Yeah. So Dan Quinn did not. Dan Quinn lost right. that team. Dan Quinn lost that locker room. Um, he went 0-5. He went no. Uh, no, after the Super Bowl, he collapsed. He failed. Okay? Yeah. That's yeah. it. And that happens. That's, But that doesn't mean he's not going to be a good head coach again. All right? Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. Maybe he'll just be a failure wherever he goes as a head coach, and he'll just always be a good D.C. I don't know. I, I don't know. I know this. He's smart enough to not take the Jags job. He's smart sure. enough to not take the Texas job. Okay? Or the Giants job, for that matter. Or the Giants job. Yep. Those are three jobs that I, I, sitting right here in a, in, in a, in a studio in Olive Branch, Mississippi, would not take. <laughs> well, that's not true. I, I would say, take I would them. Take <laughs> I would be a huge embarrassing failure, okay? Not that I would be successful at any of these jobs, okay? I'm not close to but, having but the knowledge you would be that you need well. to be. Yeah, I would you'd be, be paid, be paid well, well to be an I'll take the bullet, all right? I'll be, I'll get on, you know what? I'm wrong. Call me up, Jacksonville. I'll take that bullet. Uh, call, call me up, Texans. I'd rather live in Houston than Jacksonville. That makes call sense. me up, Texans. <laughs> I'll take that bullet. First guy off the boat. Bam, you can shoot me tomorrow. That's fine. Easy enough. Easy, Easy enough. enough. Um, Just make sure that check clears. <laughs> let's talk. Uh, let's talk about some of these. Um, what do you have? Any news? Any kind of information on the Giants, Jags, Dolphins? Tech, any of that kind of stuff? I haven't. I seen thought anything. the Byron Leftwich thing was done. It is not done as of right now. Uh, apparently, there is a hangup. He wants the GM in Jacksonville to be fired because he has a guy that he wants. He doesn't trust the and, GM. Well, and, and and I'll tell you this. Every fan in Jacksonville wants the GM to be fired there also. Um, that I, I'm gonna bet a lot of those players. Like this is this is a situation where that that whole organization need to be turned. You can't yeah. just blame the head coach. Not that Urban was was anything positive at all, but every everybody just needs to be churned over from that. I, if you were involved in the Urban Meyer question or decision, you need to be gone. I, this uh from Adam Schefter. Uh, if the Raiders and Josh McDaniels get their deal done to make him the next Vegas head coach, did you even know that was a thing? Uh, I knew he was interviewing for some of these jobs, but I didn't know which ones and I didn't know what. So uh, Apparently, the potential OC replacement in New England would be Bill O'Brien. That doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, no. I was looking to see if there was anything new uh, regarding Byron Leftwich, but that's the... That's the latest thing is that he best thing that ever happen to Byron is them not turn that GM over and he stay where he's at and just be a little bit. I know you're anxious, young son. I know you're anxious, man. You want that first head coaching job because you feel like if I don't take it now, I might not ever get it because the call might not ever come again. I understand that. Um, but but interesting, just interesting. Ta- don't take a job where you're just going to be a sacrificial lamb. Everybody right, that's knows not what you want. Yeah, everybody knows that we are recording on on Thursday, or at least you should know if if you don't by now. Uh the Saints have requested today to interview Byron Leftwich. That doesn't make I mean that makes sense. I'm sorry. That 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 makes a lot of sense. I could I could see that. I could see him uh with James. I'm going to tell you this, that's another job I would not want, by the way. No, cuz that thing is a a train wreck right now. No. No. I mean, they are in salary cap hell and they are really inept in a lot of talent positions. Uh, let's see, Mike Jarecki, uh, who is a Cardinals uh, digital content correspondent or whatever, uh, he said hearing the Jags are close to hiring Adrian Wilson as their GM and Byron Leftwich as their head coach. So it, Hang on, hang on. They're close to hiring somebody else. Is the other GM still employed? 
Uh, as of right this second, yes. How are you going to hire somebody else? How are you close to hiring somebody else when somebody else is sitting in the job? At least fire the son of a bitch in the job before you hire another guy. I, don't get me wrong. I agree with you <laughs> 100%. But we have seen this a lot, right? Uh, oh, I know. Wait, this is, it, I mean, it's been weird. We don't even see the, the firing uh, take place because it, I guess some of these places are totally fine with hey we're we're just gonna hire who we want and then we'll let you know is, on the back end that is that is that is a red flag central that's another reason why i wouldn't want to work for that organization oh, but we saw that with uh with miami right with the with the hurricanes yeah with so, the canes that's that's exactly right that's they, exactly they right. i was just trying done. to think who the hell just did this man that's another obviously that's college and it was a weird weird but it's still uh, it's still the same principle as going in yeah like they're literally courting another person to be the head coach and the head coaching position is filled yeah yeah that's uh it's strange it is certainly strange uh i've seen brian dable as a leader for the dolphins but I also saw him as a leader for the giants uh oh he'd be a fool if he took the giants job over the dolphins i agree 100 he'd be an ab- I'd, I'd i would take a substantial pay cut to to head to, to miami Oh yeah, just to just to avoid what's going on in New York. Oh, I mean that, that place is just a it's a disaster right now. That, that, now the difference is, I think you get to name your GM, right? Yeah, I think in New so. York. Uh, now, they hadn't hired a GM yet, right? No, they hadn't hired one yet. Yeah. Uh, but so it I depends on how it depends on how the ownership does it, right? Like, yeah, I don't know, man. I just that would that roster needs a lot. Yeah, at least oh, the, yeah. the Miami roster I think has a lot of assets. Oh, most certainly. So if you don't like if you don't like let's say you don't like Tua and you want to move on. Like you got pieces to move to move on, right? True, true. Yeah, you certainly got. Like that there's, right. there's, there's nothing in New York you can move to to move on. Your no. your best player is a running back that never ever plays. He's never available. True, true. Well, we talked about that when he was uh, when he was drafted. When he was drafted, he was drafted way too high for. Either way, uh, let's let's wrap up with this. We we don't talk a ton of college basketball on here, but when you have something major happen in the middle of the season. Obviously, we got to talk about it. Uh, Louisville has fired their basketball coach, Chris Mack, the guy that they brought in from Xavier that was supposed to come in and do it the right way, et cetera. But apparently, uh, the situation had become untenable, and it was just too toxic of a work environment for him to continue to be their head coach. It is strange to me. Just two seasons ago, he had this team ranked number one in the country, and early Last year, like they didn't make the NCAA tournament last year, but they were really, really good early last year. And things fell apart. And then, of course, you've got the extortion case and whatnot that went on with him and Dino uh, Gaudio, who was the assistant coach that threatened to, like, uh, expose NCAA violations and blah, blah. I mean, it was just a, just an absolute mess going on there. Louisville does not have a school president. Their president left to be the new president at Penn State. They do not have a uh, a current athletic director. They've got an interim as of right now, and yet the boosters are still making moves, getting everything done. The board of trustees has uh, has said they want this guy out, so he is out. And it was they they owed him twelve million dollars. He took four point eight, and they agreed to split. Now Chris Mack will end up somewhere, and oh yeah, and he'll be he'll be better for it. Uh, but do you think? I mean, there's been a ton of huge names being brought up for the Louisville job. Chris Holtman from Ohio State, uh, Bruce Pearl from Auburn, uh, Andy Enfield from uh, USC, etc. Lots of big-time guys have been brought up for this job because it is, when it's rolling, a really good job. There's no pro team in the state. Louisville itself is a basketball school. That's what it is known as. I don't know that anybody wants to go get involved in, in that mess that they've got right now, why would any of these big names go there aside from they could pay just astronomical money, right? They, they can pay whatever they want. Would there be any reason other than money to go to Louisville right now? Well, first off, Bruce Pearl would be an absolute fool to leave Auburn. Auburn just built him an absolute palace yes. of a stadium. They have the number one team in the country, and they are rolling. Yes. And they also have all the money you could possibly need to support a basketball team and 
they have a fan base that is ravenous and they're about to be seen, I believe, as a basketball school for a while. I so, think so too. Um, <laughs> so, so I, that, that's, that's it. Louisville, Louisville still thinks they're Louisville from 20 years ago. They still think that the rest of the world hasn't seen all the bullshit that they've been through over the last decade. All right. They think that nobody cares. We're still Louisville. We're still powerhouse. Why would you leave Ohio state for this job? Why would you leave Auburn for this job? This place is a complete shit show. You have to show they need to make a, so micro level. Okay. Much, much smaller level than Louisville. All right. Mississippi State was a complete and utter cesspool when Jackie Sherrill retired. Okay. Right. Complete cesspool of a football program. They brought in Coach Croom and Coach Croom cleaned up the program. He brought some dignity and respect and, and some pride to a program that was an absolute laughing stock. Okay. Louisville is going to have to go through a purging. They need to hire the whoever you can find in college basketball. This is a really tough thing. They need to hire the the highest character individual you could possibly imagine. Go through some dark years and purge themselves of the garbage that is their reputation for basketball right now at that school. Yeah, I think that's the best way to go about it. Go and, and you find think the you're, cleanest you're, guy you can find. You think you're going to go get one of these big boys? You're insane. If they pull that off, I don't know what to tell you. I'm, <laughs> I, I, have, I have no hope in all in knowing what the hell I'm thinking or talking about. Because, because there's just no way. There's just no – they are not nationally seen as the Louisville that we grew up with. No, I think Rick it Pertino actually – built. I think it actually – and people may argue with me on this, I think it got worse when they went to the ACC, right? Because the record was never going to be as good as when they were in Conference USA slash the AAC, uh, whichever one it was. I think think it became the AAC after they left. After them, yeah. No, it did. They were were a part of the USA deal. Yeah. But their rivalry with Memphis was unbelievable. Like, they, like, it was just, it was different. It was different. And that's when they won their uh, their national title, right? That's, uh, That's how everything went. I'm... I'm curious which direction this goes. You uh, you think there's any chance they bring Patino back? No. <laughs> no, I, I I believe I would tell you this. This is not a man that you should trust what he says. I believe Rick Patino's at the last job he'll ever be at. Uh, he he has said that, and I think he's happy. Yeah. I really do think he's happy. I think he loves being the little guy. See, he was the little guy at Louisville when he took over Louisville. Louisville was a no name program that anybody gave a shit about. They were not just little brother; they were runt of the litter brother to Kentucky. Yeah, and he yeah. built and he built them up. Okay, now now and, what I will say is like Louisville has always been a a basketball. Power, yeah, right? They and, weren't. They weren't anything compared to what they were with Kentucky. No, when he got there. no, they weren't. They they certainly were not. Uh, Denny Crum was was successful for you know a while, but yeah, it had certainly fallen off when he took over. Uh, I, I think he likes being the underdog. I think he likes playing the big boys in his conference. Obviously, he is the he's the shark swimming with fish. Okay, right. But but he likes when his team gets matched up in the tournaments with with the with the big boys and he's you know catching big time points and nobody thinks they should win but the people that know rick patino say "Mm, don't bet against that guy don't bet against that that i don't care how good that other team is don't bet against that guy that is uh, i think he i think he enjoys (laughs) that he's paid well the job has no pressure whatsoever on him it's just he gets to go to work every day he gets to do what he loves and he gets to go home and he's got the protection around him of people that are just gonna always protect this is there's no reason for him to leave. No, I have no sense. idea who they hire. And if they went and hired a, a shark like Patino, I just think that's the wrong. Now you're just getting deeper and deeper into, into what people think you are. Yeah. Yeah. No, that you're hundred percent right. hundred percent. This right. is not pay. This is not getting caught paying kids. And so I think your program is dirty because you know, I don't care about that shit. I've never cared about it. It doesn't matter what school does it. I've been consistent across the board. This school has got problems. These are yes. coaches like like extortion issues you know covering up major sexual assault allegations like this is this is different stuff and don't okay? get me wrong they have cleaned out the majority of the athletic program but it that's right it has but just the coach continued. that just left was part of some of that stuff now yeah 
No, no, you're not so, wrong. So you can't say they cleaned that out. Like, well, they, the they guy thought that was they there cleaned yesterday, it out. The right. guy that was there yesterday wasn't clean. That's, okay? What's crazy is he was, he was viewed as the clean guy. That's he was right. supposed to come in and kind of clean this thing up, and even he got caught up in it. I know. I, and that tells me the problem goes so much deeper. The yes. problem goes so much deeper. Because I'm going to bet a lot of these guys have the intentions of running a clean program. But but the people that run these programs, boosters and, and whoever else, just you you just get caught up in saying, well, this is how they've done it forever. And if I cross those guys, I lose my support. And so I got to kind of just keep doing business the way they do business. I don't know. I don't know enough to know about how they do it. I'm just telling you, you get, you get, you start getting extortion issues and things like that. You're, we're getting problems. Oh, you've yeah. certainly got that right. All right, let's go and wrap this thing up. Uh, we have been going for an hour. You guys have been awesome. Of course, you know, go and check out the, uh, the Twitter page, the YouTube page, et cetera. If you have not already, we certainly appreciate everybody listening on the podcast. Uh, yeah, you know what? The outro tells you everything you need to know. Go to winningcureseverything.com, BetUS. That's where the game begins, BetUS.com. And, of course, the BetUS College Football Show. Let's uh, let's close this thing up, Chris, uh, to everybody out there that is paying attention to us. We certainly appreciate you guys. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And hopefully, all of your tickets cash this week. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.